have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. I want you to get mad. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Welcome, everybody. Uh, well, everybody listening, all the millions of listeners of IMI Radio. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as proud as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! I mean, you won't be able to argue more than you are after that. Introduce a new guest and new member of uh, IMI Radio. Welcome, Willows. Please introduce yourself. Yeah, hey, how's it going? Uh, my name is Willows, like you said, or Will Lose. It doesn't matter. It does. It's not a real. It's not a real word. So I'll, I'm just taking a, uh, a an average uh, kind of. I throw it out there and see what the average resp- uh, pronounce. The will to lose. Do you have a will to lose? No, uh, it was meant to be an ironic name, and uh, yeah, and it, it's not obvious though. But anyway, I'm so yeah, I'm from uh, Illinois, like hour and a half south of uh, Chicago in the rural lands, and uh, I got a small family here and a couple of kids, new kid, one new kid, one five-year-old, and a dog, and we're just crushing out here, having a great time. Nice, having a great time. That is great to hear in this. Yeah, sorry, we have to uh, mention it. The Corona craze. Because I also, I'm having a great time. I mean, I'm sitting on the same balcony as ever of the palace. Uh, I must say today, it looked like an almost a normal quiet day. But tomorrow is when the real 19 days or 456 hours, if I'm not mistaken, of curfew start. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see how that goes, but I am, uh, inventive because, um, uh, very, very, very little money, less than you have in your, uh, wallet. I have a total. That means that I have to find new measures and when I will start this weekend is my bakery, my home bakery. 
What what kind of uh, products are you going to specialize in? What kind of baking do you? Uh, well, hope to, it hope is to not shoot so. Well, that is a good, yeah, that's a better phrasing. Uh, I have made bread here at home uh, a couple of times. I uh, I used to be a baker as long as I live in Colombia now, which is eight and a half, nine years. Um, so I have the experience from Holland. The bread in Colombia is absolute shit. And that is not me only saying this. And even some Colombians uh, have to admit it, but it is, yeah, it is, it's tragic. So in that sense, anything that is better is already okay. Or well, I have the advantage I am, and I dress very Dutch. So a Dutch bakery uh, sells, and yeah, I got recipes. But uh, I want to start with just two simple things, and let's see how that goes. And share that, because it's the philosophy I have an the company, uh, what uh, Rollo did with the excursion, he took an excursion with Masmushka. That's the company. Uh, and it is actually a philosophy. And what it means is, I don't know if you know the term agorism. Have you heard of that? Repeat it. You broke up only on that one word, actually. Oh, sure. Agorism. 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 Do you know that word? No, no I don't know that word. What is it? Uh, it is a practical philosophy of anarchism which I embrace, and I want to share that in a uh, yeah, modified form, let's say, with Masmuska. And the basic principle is, let us do business and share the money with the people who need the money, not with the people who already have it. So what is that, how would that, what aspects of other types of governing or economy does that function or can be compared to? Uh, nothing because it's my philosophy and it is in progress. So I cannot use another example which exists somewhere else in the world. Um, it's, not, it's not influenced by anything? Well, it is influenced by agorism. I am uh, influenced. I, I was, before I became a truth seeker, I already was an anarchist or a statheist, as I used to call myself. And state atheist. I don't believe in this system and I, that's what i said today i have uh, talks here a lot of talks with the people in the village which is a neighborhood but it used to be a village inside bogota in 10 million people city um but uh what was i going to say um yeah laws we were talking about laws and i said uh, i only see i only believe in two types of laws natural physical laws and laws of logic. And all these laws they are now talking about, sorry, but these are texts written on pieces of paper by someone we don't know and we have never agreed upon that, right? Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. That's, uh, yeah, I completely agree with that. That's how I kind of view the world too, um, uh, that I didn't agree to participate in the, the fiction of mm -hmm. something from however long ago it was written. And, uh, you know, I have to, I'm forced to work within it. So what I do because is, uh, I have my own philosophy that I haven't really put, uh, enough thought into to have it penned down or to describe, but generally, uh, what I, well, now, now you I, have the chance, I would say, no, great. This is perfect. Please. Yeah. Yeah. So my approach is it's more of a, uh, pragmatic based off of my, uh, Fam having to take care of my family and also be kind of true to myself. So 
what I do is I just um, research um, as many different types of things that can make me uh, be able to break away from needing the state apparatus uh, to affect my happiness in any way. Uh, and while living within it, though, while having to live within it. So you got to balance. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, then you describe actually agorism, but there are some elements to it. Uh, it is... It is an economic philosophy, and it is based on an alternative econom economy, which eco economic races, I would say, called black, right? Now, but it's doing business uh, with, in, in, in my philosophy, in the, the, the derivative of agorism, is doing business with the people you feel good with. Like, I know I have a good relation, a good contact with you, I feel we can do business, and let's do business, and let's share our wisdoms with each other, and grow like that, and not that I need to do what you are good at, and you are do what I do, do good at, that's stupid. Now let's combine the forces. That's how we grew, right? Tribal shamanism, right? So Yeah, I, I, I've actually been uh, discussing and creating a small, my own community uh, based off of friends mm -hmm. and, and family members and discussed uh, long-term um, buying large plots of land and uh, nice, helping yeah. each other to it's, it's like a like a it's like you know this I say what about communism or uh, not communism but about um, permaculture I say there's a lot of commies involved but their science is sound you know no yeah um, it's funny you talk about permaculture and so because I met two people it was an amazing it was with Rollo I will tell talk a little bit about him first time I do that now in a more Brother and since he left, I have to give you a bit of background about this guy. I knew a bit about him beforehand, but uh, experiencing him live is quite a different thing. Um, Rollo, uh, per day, every day, no exceptions, drinks between 30 and 40 beers per day. On top of that, he smokes about three packs of 20 of cigarettes per day. He eats almost nothing, and what he eats is veganistic. Um, and in the 23 days, this guy was in Colombia. This guy took four showers. Yeah. Uh, he jumped into my car. I had to open the window in the coldest area where he drive, drove through to be able to breathe because I put this guy in a hotel which cost 362,000 pesos per night, which is about $110, the best hotel of the most beautiful officially town of Colombia. The soap and uh, uh, shampoo and everything was so great and the hot shower, which is not always the case here in this country. And this guy didn't take a shower. Is he a nihilist? No, he is a... I described him... He describes himself as a functioning alcoholic. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, hilarious. the thing is, the only reason that he came here is because I uh, know this guy since the beginning that we chatted here. Uh, I, I thought I knew at least enough of him, but no. Okay, but uh, both my parents were functioning alcoholics. So I have my own experience. I have lived 19 years at home. And Rollo is more than both of them together. 
Um, as far as the amount of he consumes or the way he handles no. himself? Or? The, the, the amount, uh, I call him an egomaniac. You have egoism, which is a virtue. It is taking your, getting your own interest, putting your own interest first and you, of your family, the ones you protect, right? That's fine. It's great. That's what we should do. Then you have e egocentrism. That is that you center everything on yourself and you don't consider the interests of the others, but you see them. Then you have egomaniacism, what I call egomaniac. That's my own invention. That is, he doesn't have a concept that other people have interests. He lives in a complete fantasy bubble. Rollo, when you enter a church, you don't go in with a beer in your hand. I had to tell a 50-year-old guy. Yeah. Has this guy um, done so much work on his consciousness that he feels like he's living in a false no, reality no, no, and no, no. it matter or something? No, no, no. Or no, no, just... no, 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 no. The, you know what the saddest thing of all was? And I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I'm pretty good at reading people and also people online. I've bet, I met my best friend online. I met ex-girlfriends online. I met many people online, hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, but what bothered me is that he did, I mean, he is completely egomaniac, so much so that both Oscar, my friend and social, my partner, who took care of him, both we took care of him like nurses, like he's a psychiatric pet patient um, uh, for 23 days. And he didn't even pay everything he had to pay us. It's horrible. But oh yeah, oh yeah, wait a minute. Were you, were you anticipating having this working out in a positive way initially? Um, no. And the thing is, I, I am very positive about it now because what we have experienced and what we have achieved is something nobody else, there is no travel organization in the world who would accept this freak. Yeah. Um, and when reality kicks in and that is mainly when it is about money he cannot handle money and it's good his wife does that but they tell each other lies and conspire and so right it's real conspiracy like a psychological operation was in front of my eyes and so he didn't uh, when when i said on my birthday that was the last molly cast we did we oh, no uh, okay um on my birthday in bukramanga I said to him, in the afternoon, Rollo, we're going to the hairdresser, which we did in the end, uh, to get a haircut for my birthday night, where you go dressed up as the Joker. Yeah, that was the plan, and that happened in the end. But I said in the afternoon, Rollo, we have to go to the bank because the budget is gone. At that moment, Rollo put himself as a five-year-old child. How can that be? And I send you loads of money no well you didn't send me money you i gave you he said i gave you 1900 australian dollars that's not us dollars mind you right it's about 1200 us something um that was for 15 nights all inclusive minus uh, eating and drinking because that is uh, each own but the, the hotels the gasoline, the tow roads, and our salaries. That is pretty cheap, I would say. 
$500 a week for a full 24-hour treatment, right? Okay. This uh, guy, he didn't pay everything. And when, this, when the reality kicks in, he, he turns into a five-year-old child. He was literally sitting there on the sidewalk. I am going back to Bogota. Yeah, good luck, Rolo. You don't even speak a word of anything. And oh yeah, that was what I wanted to say. I prepared an excursion. I'm a geologist, right? I, uh, that's why uh, it's not Gaia now, but uh, here it's Gaia. Um, but uh, the excursion was meant to give him information, to teach him about Colombia, about the geology, about the geography, about the Muisca, the indigenous people I studied. Nobody knows about that so much as me. Uh, everything on Wikipedia you find is my work. So um, it, I want to share these kind of things. I want to talk about these kind of things. And Rollo was so bad, his uh, usual uh, phrase was, ask me in half an hour. The guy has the memory of a dementia Dory of uh, the movie uh, Finding Nemo. Is he? Uh, I imagine he's, he must be um, very intelligent that you regard him no, so no, no, well no, with no, all these no, thoughts. No, what is? No, no, he's not intelligent. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. He is. What? He is. He is. He is uh, uh, well, he is absolutely not intelligent nor street smart, and that's the the main thing. Okay, I will tell you the story. Where no, is no, his yeah, okay. value? Yeah, Where good question. Value? Good question. I I thought his value was in what his character that he plays when podcasting and i thought and we did that for a pretty big thing that that side of rollo we could get out and i did that for uh, but on top of that there were many moments as you can imagine with such an idiot really it is he had no respect for anything or anyone especially his smell it is absolutely it, it's a miracle this man is alive and everybody who I talked about, uh, and every all my all the witnesses I have, and so and let's say right, they say the same thing. Okay, um, are you is are you forward with him in person about all this stuff? No, the thing is, uh, okay, I will explain the, the last night. What I did was I prepared in my house. I have in the palace, right? I have a big uh, living room, and then on the floor, I made a map of Colombia using my cables, right? Yeah, why not? And with the locations where we went, and then I want to talk with Rollo about that, and with his wife on a video call, and I want to talk about the money he still owed us. Uh, I only mentioned, I sent a message to his wife and a uh, WhatsApp message. I sent, Christy, please be there tonight. And we talked with Rollo last night here in the palace. Uh, he can uh, meet my wife again, now shaven. Um, and uh, we have, uh, yeah, a good time. And there are some, uh, some outstanding issues. Those are the words I used. At that moment, Rollo decided not to come anymore and stay in his motel room where I put him in a motel. It was an absolutely shithole shit place for 83,000 a night, which is about $25 or so. So we've downgraded at this point. So, downgraded right now, right? So the, 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 whole, um, the whole farewell thing I had planned 
I even, I waited for Oscar. Oscar went to me and with his Molly, he, my Molly is called Molly because he has a dog, which is uh, not the same, but uh, looks like Molly. And that's why when I saw her on the street, I said, that's Molly, right? Uh, and then the second meaning is, of course, this Molly that I'm enjoying. Do you know where I can find Molly? She makes my life happier. Life happier. More exciting. She makes me want to dance, 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 dance. So I went with Oscar, my, my partner, to that shithole motel. First, I went up, Rollo's face, what are you doing here? Well, Rollo, I thought, last night, let's go to the palace and uh, have a, you can look at the photos, the videos, yeah, have a final night, tomorrow you fly back. Go away. His whole room filled with empty beer cans, listening to his own podcast. That was the only thing this guy did, in the car. I had music specifically selected for Mr. Rollo from the selection of his podcast, his fart, his favorite music. I selected, that is Matsmuska, that's how I do excursions, right? This is the, the level of attention I want to give. Yeah, and this guy was listening to his own voice over and over and over again of the fart podcast. That was his daily activity, seriously. So you, um, when he was, yeah. Please. So you at this point, you have one person being... Uh, I'd say it sounds exceedingly thoughtful uh, and trying to be thoughtful to a narcissist. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. All right, go on. No, the thing is, no, narcissist, yeah, the thing is, I have to talk a little bit more about my own parents, um, my own experience. Uh, my father was a psychopath, a proud one. He said, literally, I enjoy manipulating people. Um. Rollo got it completely wrong in his head, of course, but okay. My father has met the founder of the Bilderberg Group multiple times, one-on-one. Well, that is not a level I have reached. Uh, um, you know who that is, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Who, who? Yeah, the right-wing uh, think tank uh, major media, or major uh, power group, whatever, in generally. The Alex Jones. Yeah, okay, but, but who is like the... Uh, the, the face figure of the founder, there, there are two founders actually, but the face figure, who is that? Well, who was so Rockefeller did the trilateral commission, right? So mm-hmm. uh, Bilderberg Group, I'm drawing a blank on that one, honestly. Who is that? Yeah. And, and do you know also why it is called Bilderberg? No, I don't. No, I mean, that is a very interesting part of all. I have actually... Okay, that was funny because I have to tell the story. Uh, I have been on the fart a couple of times. You know, the, the Australian, they stopped. Yeah, I, I um, a podcast. Yeah, and uh, for one of them, we were talking about this, about this guy and about my father and so. And then I thought, okay, let's do some research. Was it four in the morning or so? 
when I wake up, uh, usually three o'clock. Um, and then we were having a podcast. So I was preparing myself for a podcast. And then I found the actual etymology of the Bilderberg and how it is reverted in, um, in most concepts, in most YouTube videos and so on. Not on, on Wikipedia. On Wikipedia, it's actually correct. Um, I think in one in one version, but the founder of the Bilderberg Group, one of them is Prince Bernhard von Lippe-Bisterfeld, the uh, husband of the uh, former queen of the Netherlands. Not he was not official king, but like Maxima is queen, but he is no, he was not. But he was the husband of the uh, oh sorry, the husband of the. Uh, grandmother queen, so the mother of Beatrix, so the father of Beatrix. And Beatrix is, I think, she's, she used to be the richest woman on earth, but not even anymore, I think, but somewhere there. Well, um, this guy, uh, he was a German, and he married into the Dutch royal family, and he was known, of course, as a proud member of the SS um, on the uh, wedding of uh, Juliana and Bernhard in 1938 in the Netherlands, 1938, before the war, eh? they played the Horst Wessel lead uh, of the Nazis. Um, this guy, very influential already as a young guy, he worked in for IG Farben, the famous IG Farben of the Cyclone Bay. Um, in a uh, dépendance in Paris, in France, which was called IG Farben, it's, it's colors, right? Bilder. So he took the name from the branch of the company he worked for in Paris, and that was in 1954, the start of the Bilderberg Group. What you find, most people say, is that it the name comes from a hotel, because in that hotel, they had the first meeting of the Bilderberg Group. But it's the other way around. That hotel is named after the Bilderberg Group, not the other way around. Because the builder, it is called Bilderberg. Bilder literally means paintings, right, in German. So in that sense, yeah, that is how I see it, this too. It's like painting. It's like... It, it, it's art for them. It's, it's a form of theater, right? It's a form of mass mass psychology, psyops, stuff like that, right? You mean the fact that they even have the meeting? Yeah, of course, they have meetings. I mean, these guys hang out, right? You know, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I'm just clarifying. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, the, the amount of detail on what they actually talk about, and they have secret meetings uh, next to that, right? I mean, it is when you put people together with power... You know that power things, powerful decisions will be right. made. Yeah, and I guess what this last year was like the they they blocked everyone from hearing what they were talking about or something, right? I vaguely pay attention. Well, that is familiar. clear. They were talking about this Corona craze. Right. Yeah, that's what I imagine as well. But at this point, yeah. Um, another question I would like to ask you is because that is how I see this. I see this as a big experiment, right? I don't believe there's a virus. And I tell people not to be afraid of invisible monsters. Only a very select group of people can see. 
it's like it's almost like a, like a, like some uh, some fairy tale story, right? Um, and uh, uh, luckily, I must say the Colombians are much easier to wake up because I say, listen, a small group of people who can who can only recognize something by definition, and they have power and they have interest by definition. The lie is around the corner, and all the Colombians here reflect back on the obvious visible corruption in this country, and they say, yes, of course, you're right. right? They are already so much on our side, on our natural side, against this fake status system uh, side, right? Yeah, it's like when I go to the south side of Chicago, and I go to the projects, and I, can, I talk to black people, and they tell me the best conspiracy theories because they don't they don't they never trust the white man. So they just they they're they're out there. They're the ones that love promoting the bullshit like Jay Z Illuminati stuff. That's black people that just want yeah, you know. Yeah. That's like they're external they externalize their power. Yeah, but they externalize their power uh, because they they feel so uh, held down. So they're constantly looking for somebody to blame. Yeah, and that is the actual stance. I must say. I have never liked, and I always liked John Le Bon speaking out against that. And as much as I love Chris Kendall, these guys, he is a scientist who doesn't dare call him one. And he still has this this victim feeling and this 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 broken this 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 broken feeling. And like what I hear from you, you feel great. Same here. I, I've never—I wouldn't say I've never felt better. Felt better, but yeah, okay, now I'm on Molly. But I, I have my own Molly, and that's giving everything. And I jo- just go shopping here, and now luckily, ten minutes after I left, the little green man came, and they uh, started to summon people to spread around, spread out, because whatever. I heard. Uh, and it's good that it's rained in the afternoon, and then uh, I have to take care because I've done, done it now once from the palace, but I want to do it in the village. Is fly my drone again. Have you seen the photo? Yeah, I saw the photo earlier. That was really cool. Yeah, that's now the perfect time, and there's no smog. That is also something to recognize. You, I don't know if you have. To, yeah, you cannot go uh, anywhere. How is it uh, in terms of law? Can you? Travel or not? Is it just lockdown or what is it? Yeah, they call it a, a curbside lockdown. So you're not supposed to leave your uh, own property unless it's for essential travel or work. So work, uh, food, you can walk your dog. But I take my son and we just go play at the park and there's nobody there. And if people have to say something, yep. I just I just yeah. look at them. Yeah, 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 same. Well, I have done that luckily already in the weeks preceding to this. And you can hear it in the the podcast I released now with Cody. Uh, I I took Molly to the supermarket. Well, that it is a pity that there was no camera filming us because it was absolutely a movie scene. The whole supermarket was packed on at 11 o'clock in the morning, and dogs are by law not allowed in the supermarkets. But I was going into that supermarket. Yeah, it is a great story. I will repeat it uh, because it's so great. And I went into that supermarket because I got to know two women outside, one with a Australian shepherd dog, which is close to Molly, uh, kind of uncle uh, dog. And these women told me that in this supermarket, which I know the supermarket, and I will come back to that supermarket. It's a very special supermarket. Because it all comes back nicely. Um, 
that they sell a package of chicken necks and heads and 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 uh, kidneys and, and, and liver and so and that is ideal to make broth and so for money so i was going to buy that 4000 pesos which is one dollar 25 for a what is it two kilos it's really crazy it's fucking cheap but and, and they sell dog food there in the supermarket too okay so i went in with molly and literally within 30 meters there were three red men chasing me shouting at me and one the 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 the, the so-called manager of the, the, the supermarket he uh he started touching me and i said don't touch me and I was teaching Molly in the supermarket where she could go and where she cannot go. And she's an extremely well-behaved dog, especially for a street dog. So I was, this guy was shouting in my ear and, 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 and screaming and dogs are not allowed and the laws and the blah, blah, blah. And what if and blah, blah. And I said, uh, mister, I am teaching my dog, please don't disturb me that she doesn't go into place where she cannot go. And I'm here to buy a product from you. Can you treat me as a normal client? Um, there were people around there, but not, not so many. And then I got my uh, chicken package and he said, yeah, I'm going to call the police. Okay, I was uh, uh, quietly uh, getting my chicken package. And with Molly, I went to the line, which was enormous because at 11 o'clock, everybody was there. And in the line, I started talking with my neighbor, uh, people and they were on my side immediately and they were like what the fuck is this ridiculous uh, kind of thing because they see how fucking well behaved Molly is I wouldn't take a, a, a wild dog into a supermarket of course not uh, but I need to teach her where she can go and where she cannot go and she oh wow she listens so amazingly um, and then I was in the line there and this supermarket manager came to me uh, showing that he didn't know anything about dogs, and you as a dog owner, uh, it's good to we talk now. He said, yeah, what if she goes taking a shit on the meat? And I was like, well, sir, if she smells meat, she's going to eat it. She's not going to do any shit there. What do you think, man? And then the guy next to me was, uh, was saying even, Colombians are not so outspoken I am, and that's the, the great contrast here. Uh, he was saying, yeah, but don't be ridiculous, man. That's not what dogs do. Okay, so I paid my uh, uh, my chicken and everybody looking at me. I was, uh, like always, uh, flashy in orange and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, I went outside and the, the other lady was still inside uh, in the line, uh, her line, paying, uh, buying her stuff. And outside, I talked with the lady that was waiting outside and so and then i saw they parked a security guy inside the supermarket uh okay i wasn't planning to go in eh? anyway and then the lady exited why and she was of course talking everybody talking about me and and uh, i mean it i was shouting it was a scene right like 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 in a movie um and i really felt like there was a camera rolling behind me and following me like that uh, kind of feeling i was really on fucking adrenaline of course and well, i love these kind of moments uh, and then i was outside smoking a cigarette and then i saw in the corner of my eye 
oh wait, the little green men are arriving here at the supermarket. So we took a different route and walked away safely and freely. What is the kicker of this whole experience? You know, Molly, she's a dog like uh, uh, 15 inches high maximum. She cannot reach anything higher and she doesn't. This same supermarket, this same supermarket was where Mr. Rollo was going in at 11 o'clock in the morning, same time I was there, uh, funnily enough. And he couldn't buy his cigarettes and beer where he knew where they were and get back to his own apartment opposite the shopping center. One street he had to cross, nothing. I have, you can see it in the drone footage where it is. I will uh, point it out. And then he, this guy paid someone on the street 50,000 pesos, which is the biggest banknote here, which is about $17. Um, and he didn't pay uh, Oscar and me, but okay. Um, so the moral of this story is that a, a man who is completely uh, 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 atrocious can go into a supermarket, touch the apple, smell everything, touch everything. But my dog, who is extremely well behaved, cannot enter. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense if you're a logically sound person, but you do not live in logically sound times. And I still fight that, right? And I think that is what I admire in Chris Kendall. He made these calls. He does. He he, he has balls. He shows balls. Yeah, I think um, that you owe, we owe it to ourselves to take advantage of any opportunity that we can to not bend at the knee because that shit piles up over time the more you do that. So you got to let loose. Yeah, and that is what I'm now wondering about. I don't know how you see that, but they're now doing this for 24 days in a row, let's say. That's at least how this year, and I think that's global or something. How long they can drag it? Because it's an experiment as I see it, and they will drag it as, until they see uh, protests and so on, and they want to learn from that. That is what I think they do, right? It's a social experiment, a huge one, the biggest. Yeah, that's exactly what I think is happening too. They'll go exactly as long as they can and no longer. They'll get away with as much as they can. They'll try to enforce exactly as much laws that they can and no more, no less. And it's not... It's not. It doesn't have to be scary because it, these pe people always assume it's going to be the worst, but it's never the worst. It's just they grab onto the little bit that they can that people allow them to. What, what they count on is the large majority of normies who back the state, right? They back the king, they back the state, they back the fascist rolling in or the communists or whatever, right? That's the point. That's the social experiment. You, well, they've been conditioned... Uh, their entire life from the moment uh, they were exposed to state-run propaganda to externalize their power to them. And so they need, yeah, they, they need uh, to be told how to live or they, they, get, they start getting stir-crazy. That's, that's part of the conditioning process. So it's, it's a separation anxiety when they're not being forced to uh, do whatever they're told. Yeah, and it, it's an it's an uh, unhealthy distrust in your own capacities and an unhealthy reliance on the lies, mostly, of others. 
as I see it. Yeah, I would agree with that completely. What the, what the white coat says is right, even though this is a special white coat, very select one who can see an invisible monster. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, actually. Um, do you? So, I'm I'm curious. Uh, being Colombia, do you uh, do you have people trying to um, discuss this nonsense with you often, like they do their small talk that they're all uh, engaging in? Is it, is the propaganda strong there? Is it as places like here? Good, good. Yeah, uh, lots of questions, and uh, yeah, I I will explain a bit, and then you will hear the answers to that. Yeah. Um. Okay, first a little bit, and that is also because it's universal. The difference between rural and urban, and you have to say that there now you live one and a half hour south of Chicago, or that is perfect distance where it is rural, and still you know how the city is and how the people in the city are and how they behave. Well, I have that literally in 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 five meters from each other. The building buildings I live. Uh, the palace is on the top floor, the 16th floor, overlooking beautiful view. Uh, you can see my photos uh, and uh, with Rolo as well. Um, over the north of Bogota. And there's another tower in the back of me, which is 26 floors. Uh, that is a f level five society uh, building set. Um, and level five is the second highest level of society. That means that the prices for your gas, light, and water are higher than in a lower stratum of society. A strato is how you call it here. Next door, yeah, we see. have the village, El Pueblo. Uh, it's a neighborhood called Ciudad Jardín, but it used to be literally a village outside of Bogota. Bogota grew around it, like many cities do, right? Uh, but there are people there living there since it was constructed 60 years ago. So already quite time you know you you are uh, you as american that's good you understand that 60 years is quite a long time in the americas uh, to a european you are uh, you explain 60 years and they think yeah there's nothing right but here that is different right you know that um and then uh i like i do with you and like i do with everyone i talk with everyone that's how i meet so many people uh I've been to 60 countries. I, mean, I don't want to brag about something. I mean, it's my past, and now I'm not traveling any, anywhere. Not not now because of the virus, of virus but uh, because of other things. But uh, I have a, a very different past life where I was an uh, expat. I was a consultant for the uh, oil industry. And I, I met the, the, the oil minister of Bolivia, and he drove me to my hotel with his secretary in old car. Nothing fancy or so. Yeah, right. I, experience like that but uh, okay the village here so i talk with everyone especially about this of course um and now the place where i was talking about it's one of the closest places and a very attractive lady working there and the fir first day that i saw that she had the this uh, mouth cover uh, tapa bocas is how you call it mouth cover li literally around her neck and then i was saying to her why do you have that and she said, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I, I said to her, and there was a man, a handsome man was sitting there uh, drinking coffee. I was saying to her, your mouth is way too beautiful. Don't cover it. 
and that triggered her, of course. Uh, you know, Colombian women are triggered by it. And the guy said, he's right. <laughs> like, like he wanted to, to compliment her beauty as well, but he, he took advantage that I did that, right? I do these kind of things. I, I, I have no fear. Uh, that is the good thing that I was raised by a psychopath, probably. Um, but yeah, so I cross boundaries that other people don't do. So I talk to uh, with everyone. And now today I was talking with two elderly men, one late 80s and very biblical and very quiet, doesn't speak much. And one very nice man uh, about, you know, he had a hard life, so he looks older than he is, but I think 60 or so. And with him I made contact and I wanted to fly my drone there at that place, but... Then luckily I didn't do that because 10 minutes later the police came apparently. Uh, so then my drone will be taken and that is no, not going to happen. So uh, yeah, well, I will have to plan these kind of things better. But, uh, let's see how it goes. But um, I talk with everyone. I talk with Venezuelans in the um, the uh, the cheese and the, 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 the dairy place, let's say. And also chicken and, and so on. That is where I buy my uh, mushrooms and uh, cheese and so other cheese, not the one I'm smoking. Um, and there is a Venezuelan lady. Uh, the Venezuelan invasion is absolutely enormous. Uh, was enormous. I've seen the onset of it in Bukaramanga uh, when I was still actively uh, posting and uh, fake colleges and everything. Um, yeah, I... Uh, but I talk with her and. I touch on her buttons, right? I, I uh, explain to her, listen, you come from a country full of lies and control and so, so you know how easy it is to construct a lie and to manipulate people and to uh, implement laws and all that kind of stuff. And yes, you see, because I, right, I talk to people, so I, with people, and I listen, so I know which buttons to push and that's, People are so easy to wake up. In the rural communities, the same for you probably. In a rural America, I have complete faith in uh, not not uh, obese, the diabetes, Netflix, but uh, there's a very huge, hard-working rural American community. Actually, what still supports the U.S. right? Or every country in every country is the same thing. That I have faith in, right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. There's like the typical um, hardworking nationalistic. Uh, yeah, that's like the stereotype. Those things exist, and but people here at the same time because they don't. I think when people live in larger groups, they're easier to control. So there is that um, that amount of time, a certain amount of time that we have uh, not participating in a city life. That uh, for some reason, it is a lot easier for me to wake people up around here. I hear people all the time saying. Everyone you know, they must be they must be idiots. You must be surrounded by. I'm like, I don't know who you, what life you guys live, but I know exactly how to talk to certain types of people to uh, get them to, because you got to figure out their levers. What what do they need? What what is how would it benefit them for them to under to want to believe what I'm saying? I, I'm not just gonna walk up to him and, and start talking about Sandy Hook, right? <laughs> I mean, it's so good. He doesn't even know how good it is. Yeah, man. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. 
No, yeah, that is exactly, yeah, man, you're one of the few ones, and you're even more, well, even more, no, you're way more eloquent than me, so thank you, and it's great we recorded this, um, who says this, because, indeed, I see other people talking about things, and also, that was what I was wanted to do with Rollo, and we did that a couple of times, but Rollo goes in like, do you believe planes hit the towers? And I'm like, yeah, man, fucking hell. Let me do the talking and let me do the intros and so on. And we have good material of a guy who absolutely believes in, in space travel and NASA and all that. A uh, guy of 20 years old, you know, uh, but a very cocky, uh, arrogant, far too arrogant for what he was. Okay, we go. Um, you talked about science fiction. We, science fiction. Science fiction. You talked about that, about your book, right? Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. Have a question for me? Yes. Okay. And uh, Rollo over me. here on the other. Tell me, not say. Tell me. Yeah? me. I'm sorry. Uh, Rollo on the other side and me, we got to know each other by talking about science fiction, for instance. Okay, practice your Spanish with me. Speak in Spanish for this question. Okay. Me toca practicar mi español. Yo okay. hablo 20 años español. Okay. Ma más, más que tú. <laughs> I am. No, 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 I English, I English is better. Please, let's do English. If you can, uh, if you want to Spanish, it's fine. There's no mm. English. But it, it is good. Rollo doesn't speak Spanish, so we all speak the same language then. Okay, you so are my the question. My question. You are the translator. Okay. I am speaking Spanish okay, for okay. this question. Okay. Tell me. Good. My question is: mm. Do you believe, I believe that space travel is mm. science or fiction? Amen. Oh, oh, Amen. You go to the uh, this this question go to the ghost to the no no go go ghost, go goes goes yeah goes uh, to uh, mm. goes too far no too and and español no it's in English it's okay, okay ah, no it's not it's not for okay it's, it's I am um, you're thinking um, Okay. Va por un camino muy fuerte. Sí. ¿Por qué? Okay. Science fiction. Say, for example, one example, the movie of Star Wars. Mm. You understand? You you believe? You uh, remember this? This this, this movie? I do. Star Wars. Mm, yes, I do. Spanish. The, the, the original channel, the, the, the original title is Star Wars. Yes. Spanish. The Las Guerra, La Guerra de las Galaxias. Yeah. This movie, uh, uh, it's in a two no for the future muy lejano in English. It's in a uh, distant future. In the in distant future, and um, it shows that the voyage in the in the space is super spectacular. It's not science fiction. The science is very close. You can find it at any time. Viajar to other worlds. ¿Crees? Sí. ¿Por qué crees eso? A ver, como eh. científico que soy, porque lo soy. Ok, pero tierra, eso no, no quiere decir que sabes todo. Pero okay. es, no, la ciencia, no, 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 no. Ahí hay un énfasis. La ¿Eh? ciencia es el arte de aprender. No yeah, de muy bien. Yeah. So, in English, in English, science, science yeah, is the... Science is the art of learning, not... Yeah. Yeah, you, you understand. Do you, you, you know, Caleb, do you remember the initial question? Yeah, I remember. Okay. Okay. What, was, what was it? Do okay. 
Um, I know. I, I hate to. They travel in space. You, you yes. hear me? It's real. Why? It's not a science fiction. Why do you think it's real? Why? For it's simple. The human, the human, uh, needs this. Uh, needs sorry. To so wait a minute. Okay. To this world. Okay. The year, the year, the Earth is so small. It's too small. Okay, okay. Universe is so okay. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You said it is real because mm -hmm. people need it. I need a Ferrari. Yeah. Can I get a Ferrari at this moment? No, I don't no. have the money, right? So that is not, it is, it's, it's a non-secutor. It's a non-secutor. It doesn't, the one doesn't follow from the other. Mm. You see? No, but la ciencia lo busca y los humanos lo necesitamos así no lo queramos. El yeah. universo es muy grande. Dime, ¿cómo sabes eso? Eh, porque no, no porque la ciencia lo compruebe, porque está es obvio. Es no obvio. puedo no puedo creer que seamos los únicos. No no me cabe. Okay, okay, but, but, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're going far too fast. We one simple question. Do you think space travel is science or fiction? It cannot, be, it cannot be both at the same science. time because you said science is the art of knowing, of learning, of, of it's not knowing. It's well, learning. Actually, the, the word science means the, the the knowing. Why we would, would, would put it in English? It's fact or fiction. Yeah, fact. There's science fiction. There's science fact. I'm sure there's facts. I mean, fact. if you jump off. Uh, of the roof story. here, yeah, yeah. if you're drunk, you're, gonna you're, you're gonna hurt yourself. That's a fact. Okay. That's a fact. Chao, Jorgito, un abrazo. Muchas gracias. Que estés bien. Te okay. luego. Chao. My answer is simple. It's not fiction, it's science. Why? How do you know that? It's simple. Uh, you, you tell me, you tell me, you, you question me. You, you, you no, I don't no. question you. I don't question you. No, okay, I you, ask you questions. You, yeah, you, are, question you. you are asking me. You are ask, ask me one question. Say me. The. Okay, it's it's science. Why is it science? If science is the art of learning, yeah, but then the why space travel is science? The why? science miss all of the answers of the universe, of the life, of the all of us. Okay, I will, I, will rephrase, I will rephrase the question. Why do you think, or yeah. what makes you think, yeah. it's possible to yeah. go into space? It's possible. What? Yeah, that is that's repeating the end. That's yes. not an answer. It's so. possible. Why? Why? What is your reasoning behind it? Okay, that? porque es posible. Yeah. Porque los humanos hemos desarrollado máquinas para eso. ¿Crees eso? No lo creo. Lo vi. Lo, lo viste. ¿Dónde lo viste? Uh, well, where did you see that? Okay, uh, this uh, answer is in Spanish, okay? Yeah, yeah, please. For what? For why? No, I don't know. It's in Spanish. In English, no. Yeah, yeah, I see. Tengo un amigo en Estados Unidos. Trabaja en la NASA. Uh-huh. In the aerospace. Uh, you understand? Con los mentirosos, sí. With the liars. Mentirosos, yeah. Son todos. Él, puede ser que él no es mentiroso. Él no sabe la verdad y dice otra cosa, pero okay. son mentiras. Sí, lo sé. Eh, dejó su computadora abierta. Uh -huh. eh, es una computadora muy especial. Es, no es cualquier computadora. Claro. Eh, yo, muy curioso, me acerqué al computador y lo abrí. Y había un uh, a folder en el computer. Eh, 
el título era eh, Proyecto T. Uh -huh. Lo abrí por mirar. Están desarrollando una tecnología con un motor de reacción y una nave que viaja más allá de la velocidad de la luz. Lo están desarrollando. Eh, ah, eso están diciendo, sí. Pero no están diciendo. No, están di es todo mentira. Olvida todo, es mentira todo. Todo es mentira. Guay. No podemos ir al espacio nunca. Guay. Nunca en la vida. Guay. He's playing devil's advocate, so give me, what he's doing, he's give doing me, a no, rocket, rocket, kind let's of go, rock. let's go first to the basics, because it's very important to understand the basics, so start with the, the basics, basics. The basics. The basics. Yeah? Uh, I will repeat in English what you said, yeah. because that is good, uh, also for Rollo, he has a friend who works at NASA in the US, yeah. and he was sitting at his computer, yeah. and found a folder there that says project T, and he opened it, and he saw, uh, so-called proof of that they are working on a, I think, a nuclear reactor even. No, it's not, it's not nuclear. It's atomic. Okay, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever that means. Uh, but an reactor. atomic reactor yeah. for a spaceship that goes faster than light. Well, by definition, uh, Einstein said that nothing can go far, uh, faster than light, but... Okay, I believe, I believe one, the physics is not real. There the go. physics is not real, okay. In, his plan, in, his, in the space, not to have... Physic, laws, laws, laws. No half. Space no, no, no have this. What? The, Sorry, why? The space How is different. Physics is all around us. Physics is no, what defines us, right? Is all around the, the world. Yes. You leave the world in and space. There's still physics. No How, how can there be no physics then? No, then no there must be physics. a boundary. No half. Then okay, okay, okay. Let's go with your thought. Left, right. No half. It's that does space. But that doesn't. So mean, that is not the same as what physics means. But okay. Um, let's go with the, the idea that there is a so-called space where yeah. there is no physics. Then there must be, by definition, a boundary between the Earth where there is physics and space where there is no physics. In your words, right? That there must be, no. because you say that there must be a boundary. We need power. Un segundo. Why? Estamos hablando un tema muy importante, okay? Por favor. Tell me. Um, what? Where is this boundary? Where physics stops suddenly? You you are painting this. You're, yeah, you're I'm proposing this. this no, it's not proposed. It's real. No, you're, you can be. No, no, wait. No, I, I have. Uh, you, you have your slogan, yeah? Your slogan is no hurries, no worries. Yes. Right? I have my slogan. The space. Yeah. The final line. Hey, from Star Trek. Yeah. Final frontier. Final frontier. Right. I believe this. The space is okay. the final frontier. You believe this. That's fine. That's a good word. I believe you this. believe this. Yes, That's fine. But this. you don't know this. That's a difference. I know this. No, you don't know it because you haven't proof. been there. You haven't been there. No, no, I have proof. No, you don't have proof. Yeah, you have, have you have proof. a story no, no, of a I guy have. who works at no, NASA. It's not, no, it's who, not. It's not. It's not my okay, only proof. Another, okay, what is your other proof? What is your other proof? So good, so good. Okay, cut, 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 cut. We cut it here. And we, um, Oscar immediately hated him, and uh, then uh, he started. Uh, this this twenty-year-old guy started to say to Oscar, 40, that he had to work on his English. And then he made him, uh, uh, he, he, he said something, and it was uh, the day, it was two days before we, uh, I got money, but in the same town. And then I said something, and then, and then he started, oh yeah, he 
he said that I had to do something, and then I exploded, like I do, like, and then I said, listen, you kid, you, you don't talk to me like that, and I put him in his place, because this is a guy, like a spoiled, you know, these spoiled kids, but it was good to talk and to listen how normies uh, reason and so, right? And there shouldn't be this disdain and this, uh, yeah, like my friends and my family are not waking up. Uh, I hate that or I have a problem with it. Yeah, reciprocally, they have the same problem with you. If they, if you cannot respect, they don't want to wake up, you cannot ask their respect for you waking up, right? It's completely reasonable, yeah. So for me, uh, I did. I, I practiced stand-up comedy for uh, oh. all the time for a few years, and I performed in clubs. And I never got. I never made much money in it. But I got. Do we have any to, recordings? Sorry to ask, but do we have any recordings that you can share? Please do that. Please. Um, yeah. I'll definitely consider it. It's like uh, it's some. I do, uh, a do lot it of private if of, you want. I, I am. I am critical, but I am. Uh, it's all good-hearted. Trust me. I I respect oh, you yeah, a no, lot for having mind, done this. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind sharing it. I'll share one because, I, I, yeah, that's fine. I'll just share it. It's just, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll share it. But my point that I was going to make was that uh, I learned what it is is I learned to focus group the average American who would go to a comedy show, and mm. you just start to understand that there that certain people um, obviously receive a certain level of propaganda, and the whole room isn't always going to be on the same page. But over time. I would narrow down to what the average response is to what I'm trying to present. Yes. And when I and when I got in my head in there and started meta analysis, doing meta analysis, listening to my recordings, figuring out what didn't work, why things worked, how to get people on my side to discuss a topic and get them to laugh at a at a dark topic that maybe they didn't think they were allowed to, learning how to give them permission to do that, uh-huh. um, it made me start to understand um, that really you're just getting you're just fighting. A completely unnatural conditioning process. So me talking to you, I cannot anticipate what you're going to discuss because you've broken so far away from that. Yeah. But normal people, these normies, it's just like being good at a video game and talk when you learn how how they work. You know, you did the most de-weaponizing thing, and that is humor. Humor breaks down the shields people have. And the, the, the correct or the, the, the smart use of humor and the ridiculousness, intrinsic ridiculousness of the clown world makes actually your job easy in the sense that there's a lot of material, but of course hard to make it right and to make it funny and make it sharp and make it good and so on. But I, you're an inspiration for me, I tell you that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, it was just my passion for a long time. Still is. I, I've, I write jokes every day. I've written jokes today. I write coronavirus stuff. Just and then over time, I, I got. I had my family. I had to make a choice because uh, I was commuting a lot to, to the big cities, and all I was really doing this was for dopamine hits. Really, in the end, because uh, I knew I wasn't going to be able to push it any farther because I have a career as well. So I just uh, backed out of it. But I still love comedy. So I just don't practice stand-up uh, comedy, but um. Well, okay. Uh, let's just agree that we will at least one day we will do Discord comedy. Um, one thing I have done for the Apollo anniversary uh, that was my wake-up, Apollo. 
As a geologist, I shouted to my screen, this can never be on the fucking moon. And then I started analyzing Apollo. I am the, the only geologist in the world who made a 3D basin model using the software I used for my oil uh, exploration, right? Of Apollo 15 landing site, so-called, of the moon. If we would have been there, there would have been thousands of these models, right? No, no. And in that process, what I saw, for instance, is that the geologic maps are still the same as before. So they were made based on astronomical uh, observations with telescopes and, yeah, a rough sketch of what you think you will find there. But then when you go there, let's say you've never been to Australia, you go to a, you can see uh, some... some uh, aerial photos or so, and you make an uh, idea and a rough sketch map of what you think you will find. And you go there and you find exactly what you thought you would find. That is not going to happen in geology. And that is why they don't send the, in normal expeditions, they don't send the geologist at the last expedition. No, right? Okay. Um, for the uh, 50th anniversary, Garris, Swiss guy, at Fakeologist and me, we recorded in total a 10-hour podcast with 50 or more points you have never heard of because they're mine and stuff I, I found somewhere else, but you, they're not in any YouTube video. And, so. and in that, we did a couple of sketches I wrote. Uh, and it was fun. I, I mean, it was just I did it uh, quickly, and I'm not an expert. But, you know, I mean... I like to do these kind of things as well. I mean, my mother was a drama teacher. I um, face painted all the time. I've uh, acted uh, at school and so on. I'm not a big actor as well. And, but I'm, I don't have any stage fright. I've spoken for hundreds, uh, to, up to a thousand people. Uh, no worries. So uh, like you're, and, and, and I really admire and, and, and like uh, stand-up comedy. Uh, I, I could do that if I would train myself and but I'm it is all this scratching and so all this oh I thought this was a good idea and then it's actually not and all this testing which is actually fun so if we can do that together and so I know I can also write some things and you say what what you like about ah awesome man and it is good for you to keep this especially alive because this is an absolute uh, absolutely valuable uh, Ability you have, really. This is key. Yeah, no, I, I nurture it all the time. I'm aware of it too. It, it, and I can, you know, I, I get to take advantage of it in my, uh, my personal life and uh, especially with, with my approach in philosophy on life, which is to try to make life better, not to dwell and uh, live in misery and fear. So I can help. It helps other people as well. Uh, and it helps me be sarcastic yeah, when people are being pieces yeah. of shit. Also, it's, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not better than anybody. When someone's it, a retard, I can fucking mock them and I'm very good at that. Ah, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. You have that too. Yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh. Well, I have done that uh, quite often here. And that's why I changed my name to unconventionally confrontational. I thought it was... Okay. So my point was that, uh, that by... I got this is how I got to learn to talk to normies is by understanding kind of like how to break through their processes to allow them to laugh at things. And you were talking about that young man you were talking to and how you were trying to break into him and he was complaining or something. Mm. He was complaining about, oh, he was complaining about his family, not uh, talking to him. Right. And not being able to talk to talk to him about uh, waking up or something. 
Uh, no, no, no. That was a general. Uh, that is what I generally have heard here in these communities. Oh, I understand. Right? Okay. The the frustration. Uh, well, uh, no. What I wanted to say is, and that's what I said in the last podcast. I married a normie. That is what I. Uh, was made aware of well, because I was in the process of waking up when I uh, when I met well no not when I met her but when we married I did I heard about fakeologists but I've never been there I did I've never heard of Hoaxbusters uh, School at that moment never done any podcast never uh, ever uh, forums have been at uh, Clues Forum as Celine. Uh, uh, first, and then another count. Um, but yeah, my wife is so completely on board with everything system, and she believes, yeah, you should wash your hands and so on and stuff. And I say, yeah, of course you should do that, but it is now not different than ever. Hygiene is important, yes, right? Um, and she believes in the virus, and yeah, we shouldn't get her, and that is, I, I, I say, baby. Uh, this is exactly the wrong thing to do. You fall into the trap. We should get together and bind and talk and share and learn and grow and uh, come over this. And she said to me, and that was good, that she had problems already with the lack of social contact. So that's what we talked about. This wakes people up. And it is now the time for us to go out. This is like, it's like flyering, right? Where it's like uh, I don't know, selling drugs on a festival or something, right? These, these are the people you find on the street now, especially the people without face masks and so, or the people with dogs or whatever. They are the ones to talk and to break it down, like like you were the expert at with humor, and uh, and I do it with basic principles and basic logic, and also I try to uh, make it funny uh, most of the time, or. Uh, Edgy, at least. Uh, who are your inspirations in in kind of comedy? If I, because I would like to know them as well. <clears throat> yeah, um, Norm Macdonald, I think, is the greatest comic that's ever lived. Uh, honestly. Norm Macdonald. Yeah, Norm Macdonald. He did the original uh, fake news for Saturday Night Live. He was the, not the original one, but he was the he he's, he coined the term fake news actually while he was doing the fake uh, comedy news on Saturday Night Live, uh, and. Uh, yeah, he has. A, if you if you ever if you remember, there's a, a stand-up special called "Me Doing Stand-Up." Norm Macdonald, "Me Doing Stand-Up." No, and it's, about, it's probably the it's the best stand-up comedy special I've ever seen. And uh, okay. but I like watching. I used to watch all of them. I would consume them all hundreds of times. Learn the structures. Yeah, of the, jokes uh, the, the thing is, you say I consume them all, but I you're talking to a complete noob here. Sure. So sure. yeah, when I say all, I mean anything from. Uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, I would consume him because yeah. I have to appreciate okay. the people that have the master of the craft, regardless of the quality of the comedy, um, because it's all craft when you're on stage that you'd almost don't even have to be funny if you, ha- if you can okay, craft okay. it. Okay, okay. I see your point. Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, Norm MacDonald and uh, uh, let's see somebody else that I would enjoy. Colin Quinn for his uh, technique, but he's not terribly funny. A lot of these are a lot of New York comics, honestly. Mm-hmm. The New York comedy I relate to, I think, maybe being from the Midwest because it gets cold. And uh, when people are cold, they uh, they have a different hardness to them and a sarcasm to them. And they have to get to the point more. Uh, 
because people anticipate it and you can be more serious. So I, I, I refer a lot of New York comedy. Um, uh, who's Dave Attell. I love good Jewish comedian, another Jewish comedian. A lot of them are Jewish, I guess, but irrelevant. Um, he's, he was one of the best. Uh, I appreciated. Oh, no, I don't know if it's so, irre- I don't know if it's so irrelevant because it might well be that the reason that there are so many Jewish communi- uh, comedians is because they have to reflect because they get a version of the clown world craziness with Judaism and Talmudism and so on. They're not all so religious, but it's not about the religion. It's about Jewism. I, it's about yeah, a, I, tribal, a tribal thing, right? You don't need to be a Jew to be a Jewist. Right? It is this the the usury, right, and and the backstabbing, the the uh, uh, like. Uh, it it is more than uh, the, the uh, Arab saying, right? Uh, a kiss on the cheek and a knife in the back, but it is even uh, accusing the victim of being the attacker, right? The Leo Frank case that is an uh, extreme example, but these kind of things, right? And that is Jewism. And I think a lot of Jews struggle with that Jewism. I, I, my, my, both my first and my last name are Jewish. So, uh, my grandfather was Jewish, uh, paternal. So I'm not Jewish in the maternal uh, law kind of shit. But I got quite a bit of, uh, of that in the background. And I've done my own research in my own family on the Holocaust story. So I've looked at 1,600 family members. And so I've got a quite a good statistic overview of what they have uh, told us happened, and I have you, you a pretty have family, good answer. You, did you have did you have family members? One of the, your family members died, or they were one of the one hundred thousand people that died. Uh, my great grandparents, so my own blood line, right? The 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 parents of my grandfather, my Jewish grandfather. A Jewish grandfather was hiding in Holland. He he married a Christian woman, my my grandmother, and they had two children before the war and my father after the war. Um, And he was hiding all the time in, uh, or most of the time uh, during the war. But his parents and his sister were taken. And according to the story, uh, gassed with um, carbon monoxide in Sobibor the same day. Well, there is no Sobibor. It is one big. Uh, it is a field. There's nothing, um, which already shows the involvement of the Nazis in the whole scam. Because why would you destroy your own evidence that you don't have a mass uh, gassing camp? You would just show all the pictures. Look, this is a transit camp, and we bring people away. No. The Nazis themselves, they kept the Holocaust story alive, right? But okay, uh, we're going far away in, in kind of uh, things. But uh, yeah, that is why I see why I think there... Also in these camps, you had Jewish comedians all everywhere, right? You had uh, circuses, you had uh, this kind of... Uh, to relieve... It, 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 this is now... Actually, we're in a camp. Let's be honest. We are in a camp. We cannot travel anywhere. We, we're, it's a soft camp, but still, it's a camp. And there is uh, comedy and humor, I think. Uh, we can talk about invisible monsters uh, with people, right? 
Yeah, it's uh, anytime that there is uh, tension that's built up is an opportunity to be released in the proper way. It's just like a, solving a puzzle. Yeah, it is, it is, I would say, elevator psychology, right? That's exactly what it is. That's, uh, I don't that's know if that's a term. But... <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean when you say that. That's, that's exactly what it is. It's like psychology on a, on, a, on a very true sense and not like this pop bullshit psychology. Yeah, it, it, to me, it, it is so much in the core. You, 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 you hit the core of people so easily now. Yeah, I mean, they drop um, their masks, and they—you know—not all of them, but yeah. I, there's so, so for me, Molly, um, Molly, sorry, Molly. Okay, hold on, just let me uh, light my smoke yes, real quick. Hold on, no worries. I am building and cheese here. Um, that is my term, and it's actually a great term. I must say I use it all the time. Uh, because yeah, I was okay. I, no, I want to ask. You said you have a career. What do you mean by that? If I'm, I mean, what you want to yeah. share, right? I mean, yeah, no, it's okay. I what I do is I am, I build a, I build control panels, electrical control panels for water treatment centers and sand plants. And, oh, wow. uh, I, That's cool. and I, and I program, uh, PLCs, which are programmable logic controllers to automate, uh, all the processes. So I, uh, basically like today, my job today, and I do the manufacturing as well. It's a family business and it's small. So we do all of it. Oh, and, uh, today, family I, today I, that's great. So you don't work yes. for a big company. Oh, wow. Cool. Nice. No, yeah, I was, I worked in a nursing home for seven years and, uh, I worked for the man in other industry. For a while and i don't have the personality to thrive there so i was given an opportunity oh. if i could get the education to join my family business so i took advantage of it nice nice very nice yeah but it's, it's you know and i get to work with my hands too uh today i i, I did part of the manufacturing process so i actually physically built the uh steel con uh control cabinet i drill it i uh lay it all out i have to wire it and then we do uh the programming as well so it's kind of all over and it's it's so like and, and who are, constantly stimulate and troubleshoot who are your clients if i'm asked is it like farmers or is it like no the clients would be uh the a whole city so a town a town state or this <laughs> yeah you're the joking state, yeah. state, <laughs> the state of illinois the state of illinois is my, so yeah i love it yes good i good. take away more jobs than any uh any mexicans ever could have in this country because i do automation <laughs> <laughs> it's a good uh, uh yeah i like your comedy yeah good uh you take more jobs away than the mexicans in this country uh, yeah is, is, well, is, do, is, is that what you would say uh on the street usually like in a conversation like to uh yeah to break the ice or to change something would you say that yeah often? I mean, that, yeah I, w I would say that if i set it up uh properly and i have already established my perspective so somebody wouldn't take it wrong i'm very good at establishing a perspective so people can understand when to pick up on the sarcasm or not and that's a key in doing stand-up comedy is to establish the persona and the perspective so that they don't have to believe what you're saying to go along with the ride yeah yeah yeah, yeah great yeah I, because it reminds me same thing you know, it is a very similar quote i would say 
Um, people, uh, I dress very, very clearly Dutch in everything. My shoes, orange, uh, orange sunglasses, really. Um, but I am completely perfe perfectly integrated. I'm trilingual, as you can hear from my English. I speak same level of Spanish. Um, and I, I love salsa and I love right. I'm completely integrated. So I, I say to the people, and then now I am more on the streets with Molly and so, so people recognize me now. I live here for three and a half years. And they, uh, they start talking about me uh, as a foreigner. I, you don't know that because you're a foreigner. So they don't say it like that, right? It's not uh, so negative, but that is like the attitude. And then I say, listen, I live here for almost nine years. I'm more Colombian than the Venezuelan. And that always is a good hit. And when there are Venezuelans around, I, I, I do the same thing. I, I, it doesn't matter. I don't care about the audience in that sense, right? Yeah, well, you should, you should care to an extent if you're trying to uh, get a point across, I guess, if you want them to be on your side. <laughs> no, because I'm not saying anything wrong. I am only saying any something someone could interpret as offensive, but that's up to them. That's their choice. It's not my job, right? No, it's not your job, depending on what your goal is. Uh, we're talking about is, uh, you know, like that Dale Carnegie book, uh, How to Make Friends and Influence People. There's value in that, uh, depending on what your goal is, though, in the, in the interaction with the person. Are you actually trying to connect and be honest and let them... Uh, react to you in an honest way, or are you trying to convey a connection? In that, in which case, you might have to appease some of their presuppositions. Uh -huh. I think that has to be considered, and it's really what your goal is in the interaction. I mean, it's so good, he doesn't even know how good it is. Chestnut tree, chestnut tree, look, I've got a dying little monkey on my knee. It's difficult to choose.
Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to pay homage, to pay our respects to a man whom we all owe a lot, especially, of course, the world of science. Obviously, I'm talking about Dr. Hamilton. <laughs> Give it up for Dr. Hamilton. He gives us all his pills. An honest man who knows his trade, don't underestimate his skills. Never lost a patient, always in the lead. If you challenge him, he won't leave you alone until you bleed. Dr. Hamilton. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm talking about Dr. Hamilton. Oh yeah. Help me, Dr. Hamilton. Why can't I be like you? Tell me what to say and think and tell me what to do. Please, Dr. Hamilton, I'm just a simple man. But if you take me by the hand, I'm gonna do the best I can. Dr. Hamilton. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about Dr. Hamilton. Oh, yeah. He likes to learn from other cultures when he goes abroad. He always brings a little orange suitcase that he bought. In there he keeps a picture of a donkey on his back. It helps to bring him in a state of joy and keeps him on his track. Dr. Hamilton. Oh yeah. I'm talking about Dr. Hamilton. Oh yeah. 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 He tried to be a politician, but it all went wrong. His, his, speeches, his speeches were confusing, very racist and too long. At the end, he ran away and climbed into a tree and shouted, You can all go fuck yourselves and don't you vote for me, Dr. Hamilton. Oh yeah, Dr. Hamilton. Oh yeah, he, he, uh, <coughs> he, he calls his parents late at night and keeps on asking why, nothing more, that's all he says, and then he starts to cry, <coughs> this goes on for hours, and then right before it ends, he says, you may be my parents, but you'll never be my friends, Dr. Hamilton. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> he bought himself a boat and he went sailing on the sea, bumped into another boat, and then catastrophe. <laughs> Seven people died, but Dr. Hamilton was fine. He said, accidents will happen, and they were no friends of mine. Dr. Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh, Dr. Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Sometimes he's just gone, and I can't find him anywhere. Suddenly, he's in his garden, laughing in a chair, dressed up like an Eskimo or like a kangaroo but then he gets up goes to work because there's so much still to do for Dr. Hamilton <laughs> oh, yeah. help me Dr. Hamilton 
Why can't I be like you? Tell me what to say and think and tell me what to do. Please, Dr. Hamilton, I'm just a simple man. But if you take me by the hand, I'm going to do the best I can. Dr. Hamilton. Oh, oh, Dr. Hamilton. Marvelous figure. You know, there's things in life you just don't want to see. You don't want to see your own father cry or masturbate or both at the same time. Imagine how I felt in this football stadium. And the worst thing is that I'm, I'm part to blame because I... Uh, to be honest, I, I, have, uh, I have sexually molested my father between the age of uh, 14 and 17. Couldn't help myself. He was too fucking vulnerable. <laughs> and this, this fucked him up because, you know, you, 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 you can't be someone's role model and, and someone's bitch at the same time. <laughs> you can't. And, 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 and bear in mind that this was once a proud man. He was a magician, my father. He was known as the great Ubi Dubi. Yeah. And he had a marvelous trick. He could, he could pull top hats out of a rabbit's mouth. Yes, like that. And then he would put the rabbit on a pedestal and the rabbit could speak. Well, it could say two words, uh, thus and nevertheless. Yes. So he put him on a pedestal, and he, uh, my father would clap his hands once, and the rabbit said, thus. <laughs> and he clapped two times, nevertheless. And that's it, my father was a hero. My father was known as the great Ubi Dubi, with a rabbit that says, thus and nevertheless. <laughs> but then the rabbit died! And suddenly, he was a nobody. And he bought a new rabbit, and he started working with a new rabbit, but it didn't work like it used to be. It was tragic. In fact, it was a horrible sight to see. In fact, this image is haunting me till this day. I will never forget this tragic image, this tragic image of my father, the great Ubi Dubi, desperately, desperately trying to teach his new rabbit how to speak. But actually what you should watch before and what you definitely should watch is his interview in the car driving in through london from the airport to uh yeah to his hotel so it is a half an hour video <laughs> and that is where he shows comedy that's it, spontaneous well it's probably spontaneous right it is it's not scripted so that shows someone's real face in the end right and that is great to see and he makes some jokes there that he that i would also make and so i mean he has a, a also a level of of uh, uh, of balls, uh, let's say, right? That other people don't have. Of course, yeah, of course. Oh, of course, of course. But 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 he is. He literally has uh, videos on YouTube where he invited people in his home, like here in the palace, and then uh, smokes a joint with them. Which I would do the same thing. Oscar asked me during the uh, Muslim Wishka excursion with Rollo, yeah, uh, 
is there a problem? There's a joint in the, in the, in, on the video. And I'm like, no. Yeah, like high, that is high me. IQ comedy for the uh, I'm not going to change myself or hide something if someone books an excursion in the future to come to Colombia and enjoy Masmuisca and the philosophy and the experience and everything, then they should be comfortable that I uh, like a joint. Yeah, that's the problem. Mas Muisca. Um, yeah. Masmuisca.com is the, is the page. Uh, the problem, uh, I need someone who can build a good web page because it is fucking slow and there's nothing on it and I need to improve it. I need to put all the, the Rollo material on there. I have done a lot in the background, but the page itself. Sorry. Well, is, is he, um, Muisca he... uh, is the fourth biggest civilization, pre-Columbian civilization that you haven't heard of. Because when I started uh, well, looking into sure this, I hadn't heard of it either. And the Colombians so even himself, don't know it. It's tragic. But okay. doing the act. So, uh, so you had the Inca in the south, right? The off-the-cup uh, raw the, uh, version of the country. Aztec and the Maya in Mexico. And the Muisca here on the Altiplano Cundiboyacense. The high plateau here in the Andes where Bogotá is. Um, and Muisca means, in the language of the Muisca, Muiscubun, it means person, but it also means people, uh, because they have uh, plural and singular, uh, no difference in that word. And, but what I also give the meaning, more human, mas humano. And that is the treatment, what I was saying, the, the, the philosophy and the implementation so of that is doing business I, I during the excursion. We have done business with the small people. We bought a small... Mas Moiska. Uh, the, so the normal the, the people. Mas, we didn't do did you the big chains and the hotels and, and, and stuff like that. No. And uh, trying to work with the good people, the people who share wisdom. And uh, we stayed at the house which appeared to be of a woman who does her own permaculture and also does grilling her own and asses, because that is what they eat in Santander, or the migas culonas, literally fat ass ants. And Rolla bought a bag, as a vegan, but uh, bought a bag of uh, fried ants from Colombia. <laughs> well introduced. Uh, well, uh, literally, the 23 days was a 24. Well, you uh, have seven years' experience as a nurse. I don't have to tell you anything then. That's, let's keep it at that. <laughs> this, this guy, this guy was when we were doing our first Molly here on this exact same balcony where I'm standing now. Um, this guy was, so yeah, he, he drinks all day. So, and I said, please stop. Don't combine ecstasy with alcohol. But okay. Uh, this guy vomited in my palace. I was literally, I was keeping the ashtray underneath his hand because this guy just drops it on the floor. He doesn't fucking care. And I was literally doing 70 things at the same time. Oscar was doing 70 things at the same time, cleaning his shit up. Really, uh, it was it was absolutely like like an like a nurse uh, f for a 
a completely rich uh, kind of uh, completely dependable guy, right? Mm, mm. Did you um, mm. introduce Rolo to this mm. philosophy via the what trip I that you, the excursion that you had to planned? get out of him? Is that what you're Is the value of his podcast uh, character of the uh, he does what I he, I also do is no shame talking to anyone talking about anything. I wanted to do that with him, and we've done that a little bit. But I because this guy is so unhandable, and and the thing is, he he just stinks like like like, an, like a dump site. When he we took off on my birthday, uh, his beard. I don't know for the first time since when, but there were molds growing underneath it. Um, when he dressed up at night as the Joker with fucking cheap uh, face paint we could get there. Uh, he didn't get my good uh, stuff, of course, and professional uh, stuff, no. Um, Would you... In his hair, he, I suggested not to do his whole hair, but just a little bit of yellow highlights of the Joker. That shit, that didn't get, get out. So for the first time, this guy washed his hair with shampoo in He's still years. having described what value he brings to the relationship. Yes. Yeah. That is the sad reality of... So, everything I had in mind... I, I knew it would be difficult-ish with his drinking levels and so, but I didn't know about his completely not caring about his smell and about his character and about anything like that. I, I didn't know it was such a jerk and that he uh, backstabbed and robbed me of my money. Uh, uh, that is even worse, uh, especially now that I don't have anything. Mm. Because my career ended a couple of years ago. That's the thing. But yeah. Relief, and uh, that was a beautiful morning because we went to the uh, airport. I picked him up. He said again in the morning. He had a night's sleep. Oh, I would say. What are you doing here, uh, Rollo? I have a taxi here waiting for you to go to the airport. I booked my own taxi. And then I said, Rollo, I'm going now downstairs, and we are going with the taxi to the airport. And he was down within one minute, <laughs> I must say. Uh, yeah, it is a child, really. You have to treat him like a child. What? Uh, mm. No, the, the thing is, I never start uh, hostile or anything. No. What I've done in the first days, every day I walked him back from the palace through the village to his Airbnb opposite the supermarket, right? And during these walks, I tried to move him into the position. Rollo, so what I like about you and what I respect and, and, and can learn from is this fuck you attitude by the time to other left, people and take me as I am. 
poultry. But at the same time, day, the last day when you, you have to consider that you don't live in a bubble and that there are, are other people around you and that you have to take that into account. And it is finding that balance that we can work on these weeks. That was my what I talked about, right? And of course, this guy is drunk all day and he has the memory of nothing and he just remembers what he wants and he sees a doggy on the street and his attention goes to that. He's a child. He's an, he, he was kicked out of the house, of his parents' home at 14. He started drinking at 10. Is there a reason that he would speak to you in such a resentful way? Were there like conversations that had escalated to this question. point? No. Were you hypercritical? Uh, um, maybe even rightfully so? Um, what he always says, and that is the irony and the hypocrisy of, of it all, is I don't like being lied to. Well, I have the same, and what I have is what is very scary for most people is that I'm very honest and open. So there is no conspiracy, there's no lies because I'm open, and that is scary because most people, I have, of course, I have secrets, right? I mean, everybody has secrets, but I'm so open about things that, yeah, that's scary for people because they are not used to it, and then, yeah, there's no, you, you cannot. Uh, Catch me on a lie or so because I don't lie. But he did that to us all the time. I mean, giving someone on the street 50,000, which is half a day salary, Oscar and me asked. He gets a fully organized excursion, me driving everything in my car, and I'm a good driver. Um, I have organized excursions for Shell Exploration and Petroleum in Spain. Uh, that is, is my experience. My Rolo, experience. What is Rolo, uh, um, I don't expect such a salary. I don't ask for that. Podcast. I ask for 100,000 pesos per day, just like what, Oscar. To give you an idea, that's 30 US dollars for complete treatment, including driving. A, a driver normally here gets already two and a half times for just driving, not speaking a word of English. Not knowing anything about the Muisca or the or the geology, nothing. And yeah, sure. My hopes, yeah. Uh, no, 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 no making a bit of money no the situation is that i don't have anything anything that's the situation i have my palace and i have I my like car right now. but cash i have nothing <coughs> and rollo knows that i've been completely open about these things i share my bank account uh, uh what is it the uh, number uh, the, the, the uh, saldo um and he this motherfucker uh poking the wound, asked Oscar and me why we were not staying in this hotel 362,000 a night. Two nights he was staying there. We were staying for 20,000 a night, which is $7. Uh, he, uh, he asked why we were not staying there, and I answered him the truth. You know why, Rollo? Because 
these two nights you stay here is all the money I have. And this guy, he's very generous with people on the street. He doesn't so know. He gave you're, you're, uh, Venezuelans oh, so you're, who were oh, begging for beer there. and cigarettes. Not, hey, uh, I take a beer. You want one? No. Yeah, so you're begging. Hopes he gave uh, them beer and cigarettes and oscar and me is a sort fucking of everything um, for this guy you're hoping to make and a little bit know, of money while uh setting up uh, a vacation destination with a be such an, purpose or what uh nursing and a psychological it is we have done both a, a at least a bachelor uh project in in uh, human psychology with this guy oscar is not a psychologist i'm not a psychologist and we have kept this guy away from that fucking white stuff this country is known for for 23 days. How about that? Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's good you asked for that level of alcoholism because what I've done at the end, and I've sent that to Christy and to Rollo, is a reflection of what is happening here. One day doing what he did in Colombia, and he does that in, in Australia, it's not like uh, he's living a different life, no. Uh, drinking and smoking alone. He doesn't eat anything, it doesn't matter, and uh, uh, traveling, nothing, nothing else. Just drinking and smoking supermarket beer, not bar, nothing. Uh, the amounts he does costs 1 million pesos per day in Australia or 300 US dollars every day. So if we ask for one salary for our, I have a travel business. This is my, this is my work. This is. Why do I ask for money? I bring people an amazing experience in Colombia. Is it uh, normal to ask for uh, uh, yeah, financial that's uh, uh, that's huge. I mean, the payments for that? And, it, and what about Oscar? If it was the undertaking, Oscar like is not Rollo's friend or so. Like he doesn't know Rollo. Why, why? Yeah, he literally said, Rollo literally right? said to Oscar, but, no, why okay, can't you do this for free? How is he able to maintain and Oscar was like, what the fuck? I have a family to support. I have a normal job. Normally, I'm selling electronics. And I'm doing this now for you. Of course, I have been clear that I work with Oscar and that we do this excursion together. I've been very clear from the beginning. I've shown the plans where we're going and so on. And what is all to see and what is all. And the, the thing is, these moments came out and they are documented. We have enough video material, fucking positive moments and Rollo at the edge of the Chicamocha Canyon, mind you, that is a canyon deeper than the Grand Canyon, he was saying, finally, for the first time, this guy was out of his uh, alcohol bubble or so. Wow, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And truly so. So finally, he broke down. Well, I, I use nature and uh, tried to be a bit of Today I would like to organize an excursion in your area uh, about the geology, especially. It must be spectacular. But yeah, so that, that was the thing. I mean, we always have been clear. We have an excursion business, which is starting. It's not like 
And then suddenly his wife asked for yeah, like official things. Yeah, wait a minute. An official organization is not going to accept your husband, uh, uh, lady. <laughs> it would be kicked out first day. Yeah, uh, uh, manipulations. It, 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 I've seen it. Was it so established that from such a young age? I've been exposed Gekka? to these kind of manipulations, mood swings. Uh, I, I have. I, I love coming up with new words, especially contaminations. And I came up with a word, and that was during one of these walks with the first one with Rollo. And that was the moment he woke up. So I touched the button, the button, and that was that is realities like created realities so it, that's what this whole fakeology and so is as well it, it, like the coronavirus is a reality a created fake reality doesn't exist it only exists in your head right <laughs> good luck Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's, uh, the thing is, Rollo and me started talking from the first time we did podcast and we knew each other and we started talking once in a while. And back then, also in that year, I lived in Bukaramanga and I was. So that was just uh, like, she thought, she like thought that, I was an alcoholic. She was just playing like, I drank games, trying to. 15 uh, beers a day at least. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't happy with my marriage and still not, and it's going to end. So that's uh, all because, because she's normally not at this part of the. But, um, so yeah, I, my expectations from from Rollo were to get the good moments out and do that during a fucking excursion through Colombia. And the thing is, Colombia is not a country like the US. You cannot just jump into a car and go anywhere you like. Wait a minute. After Rollo, I started preparing new excursions and looking for new areas. And I was shocked of how Okay, many inaccessible um, areas there so are because a geologic excursion or I'm an excursion I do Rolo, is not going um, through the over the highways alone. No, it also goes Mike, off well, the beaten path. And if and that you, is not possible in an area, we're, we're not going. motivated here, and right? willing to put so up with then this because we're pretty you were trying to be accommodated. And Rollo doesn't have any idea in what kind of bubble of safety he was in. Especially because of Oscar, because he is—he uh, was the safety manager. He is the safety manager of Masmuska, and he is very, very good in his job. At his job, so uh, keeping—I mean, Rollo wouldn't uh, put him in a poor neighborhood in any place in Colombia, and within five minutes, this guy is stripped of everything. Not because it's so dangerous there, because but because this guy is so easy to take advantage of. Alone here in Colombia, this guy would have been would have been a mess, complete mess. And it's not because Colombia is so dangerous or so, but of course, people are poor, uh, usually, and they smell an, a foreigner, which they can take advantage of. And Rollo doesn't speak any Spanish, so um, they don't take advantage of me because I speak perfect Spanish. And they know, they, and I make perfectly clear that you don't fuck with me, uh, or with Molly. Um, uh, but 
yeah, Rollo is a sitting duck in the hands of anyone who wants. And that we have avoided all of that. Oh, uh, the driving, my style, that means we're going to places fast. And we went through the Chikamocha Canyon at night, and that is the only thing I miss. Rollo has those videos. And one in one of these videos, it's the first time that I was close to losing control of my car in at night in the Chikamocha Canyon. Yeah. Uh, Oscar was literally shitting his pants, and he, his reaction is also in the video. So that material is absolutely gold. I want to have it. And it was also a lesson for me that I have to be a bit more careful and so on. But yeah, I like to. Yeah, I like. Apart from other things, my mother also did for a while, not very serious, but uh, racing driving in uh, Zandvoort, the, uh, the circuit where the Formula One was going to be again since 1985 this year. And I, with a loan or anything, I don't credit, I would like to go there and then present Masmushka excursions in Colombia because these people have money and want something good. But yeah, that will be next year. <laughs> Of course, yeah. I seem unable to deal with my own wife. Uh, okay, okay, okay. No, no, the, the thing is, the thing is, I don't disrespect that she is a normie. That's the point. I, I, I'm not, uh, I don't feel superior of being awake or so. Um, but I would like her to see the things I have investigated, and that is for the future. And if we're talking about children, uh, after we got married and then we start talking about children and she loves to see her child in the military wow she couldn't have offended me more with that um and then yeah the thing is uh, talking about uh, it yeah I'm it just didn't work in, we, we uh, didn't grow out of each other we were already always different we knew that from the beginning um, having Conversations um, and the, uh, the, Rolo with the nice, people and, uh, lovely you know, maybe time. Not waking them up, but trying is, to introduce them yeah, to that goes away and, and that goes away. Uh, pride That's yourself it. in your ability to do it as opposed to his because he's so blunt. No, and now, even even in that sense, is, um, you pride yourself on this, sexually, yet, I have never been attracted to her. To, uh, uh, she's beautiful, wife. but I like a bit a woman with a bit more um, more handles. Uh, uh, you um, said she's a normie, uh, not, and you said you're also good at talking to normies and various topics. And she was very slender. She's very slender and uh, chicken. Uh, what is it? Action uh, on plate. Um, yeah. That, uh, so that was always there from the beginning and, and so on. So yeah, we just didn't have enough to share. And what she really fell in love with, with me, is now what I now found, find, found out is the image of the career not the career itself not the money she was never a gold digger at all 
but this image, the this is how it should be, the Pleasantville. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, well, you know, yeah. Um, she literally said to me, I was attracted to you when you talked about geology and uh, not anymore when you started talking about conspiracies. And I have the same standards of so yeah, the chemical stuff went away and there was nothing both past the chemical there's no time. difference, right? It's, yeah, investigating what, what is going on, what is not going on. Men. Well, um, the beauty is her parents. First, her father, back then 83 years old, now 86. Um, one day we started talking about Apollo and I talked for about 45 minutes, something, an hour or something. And I explained in basic details the, uh, why it is ridiculous. And I made the comparison with Columbus, let's say Columbus, which I don't believe either, but uh, Columbus goes uh, four times to the Americas and then never, nobody goes again or six times. Yep. I, I, Doesn't I, make sense. Yep, yes, I have. Two weeks later, I saw my father-in-law okay, again. Okay, so d does she embrace me and saying thank then? you for showing me the truth for about the moon landings that he saw on TV when he was 36, right? So it's not a, a kid who watched it on TV, which are the mo most of the people. No, he was already an adult. He was immediately convinced and, and thanked me for that. That was so beautiful, that moment. I cherish it a lot. Okay, yeah, I understand. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't understand because I, but I, I can under, I can understand uh, what it's and, like and to, then with it, uh, talk to somebody is, and use all of the with her mother, you know, that you think yeah. you have in the book and it still not work. I mean, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Myself, so. I'm breaking, I am breaking up. Probably. Um, no, then with my mother-in-law, who is also, mm, she's a very nice woman, but um, she is also, yeah, of course, she's a mother of Paola. Paola Escobar, how about that? I mean, how can you not marry a woman called Paola Escobar? In Colombia. In a, in a castle. But okay. Uh, um, her mother. Uh, I went with her on a short holiday to a village uh, uh, four hours north of here. And it is, uh, there's no light pollution there. And it uh, was summer, so it was clear sky. And then it appeared that it was during the lunar eclipse. I didn't know there was lunar eclipse. And then uh, we were watching that, uh, and she was never interested in astronomy at all. And in the city, you don't see so many stars. And then the uh, the lunar eclipse happened, and the the amount of stars, yeah, okay. Uh, for me, for my standard, it was nice, it was good, but it was not like overwhelming. But for her, it was overwhelming. She had never seen so many stars. And then I said to her, yeah, That's think fantastic. about yeah, I'm, I'm happy all the photos that, that are supposedly with, of space. Uh, you you see why so. it's now fake. And now it's immediately same thing, right? She sees it in front of her eyes and she agreed it's fake. 
I don't know how serious he is about it, but at hey, that just moment, so you know, I've got, so I've got about, I've got about five, five minutes. Okay, five minutes. Uh, she's now with her mother, uh, and I'm with Molly, and yeah, that's perfect combination. I must say, uh, during the trip, not only I got to know Molly, and that's the thing. Uh, what I got out of the uh, roller coaster ride, as I call it, um, is not only Molly. It is also Laura, and Laura I got to know with Rollo on my birthday that night. He was dressed up as the Joker, and I was, and he too. We were on Molly, and we went out, uh, well, out, not really. There was nothing open, and we went to a bar where they had rock music, and I drank my water and Rollo beer, and that's where he started giving cigarettes to Venezuelans and so. But there was another birthday of a girl who turned 22 and so we had photos together and she was there with her friends and her sisters and one of her sisters i saw her and i was like holy fuck this pocahontas wow i i'm really i i, I find the indigenous race really really sexy and she is absolutely beautiful um and then I was still uh, well in control of my senses and so on. Money is okay. That's pretty uh, good stuff. Um, and then yeah, that's a, that's I saw that she was sitting alone. The daughter, though, rejects and it. And then I started to sit alone as well. And I waited for her to come to me. Uh, that was a good strategy because she came to me and we started talking and she started showing her business. She makes um, handbags of Fike which is a um, plant, and uh, leather, but really the style you sell in Hilton hotels, that kind of level. She is a serious business lady. She's an, an, an entrepreneur. We started talking and she took us next day. Yeah, it's incredible. A Colombian girl takes us, including Rollo, who she hasn't seen without uh, Joker makeup, to a village where she wants to live. Well, there is no Colombian in their right mind to do that, especially not with Rolla, right? That is so incredible, especially for a woman in Colombia to do that, to give papaya to, to what, what, what are you hanging out with, right? And people start talking about things, especially in villages, you know how it goes. Um, um, but, we started talking last days. Uh, we we talk uh, almost every day now. It's absolutely beautiful. And we talked about this corona craze. And I just said to her, yeah, I see this as a big experiment. And she started talking. And uh, everything. She described the experiment. Uh, she talk, We talked about movies. Of course, they live, uh, she mentioned. But she mentioned the movie to me, Metropia. And I have seen that movie, and I don't know anyone in the world who has seen that movie. It's a cartoon, 2009. It's a Swedish movie, and it's very, very good. It's a conspiracy movie, a dystopian conspiracy movie, exactly uh, apt for what is happening now. And she saw that movie and saw this and recognized this. She is so the complete opposite, and I'm, I'm not divorcing uh, Paola because of uh, Laura, that's not the case at all, it was already way longer going. 
uh, and it needed to happen, right? But now it is for me, it's a bit uh, easier to grasp her because she is so the complete opposite. Awake, she she is an, a thinker, a philosopher. And the funny thing is, Paola Escobar is born in 1976. Laura is born in 1996. So she was born in 1996. He said, "Okay." So you got yourself a young you got yourself a young one on the on the line, huh? Okay. So you said she was um, 96. So you got a young one on the line, huh? There you go. Okay, listen. I actually have to go. Uh, go now. I was talking longer than I thought I could. I appreciate the conversation. I'm happy that it it ended on such a high note because that was a that was a hell of a roller coaster, and that is a great uh, place to end on that story. And I'm really uh, hope that works out for you. At least have a good experience uh, in that. You know. Yeah. Thank you, man. No. No. And uh, yeah, great. We uh, we started talking. Uh, yeah. Please, let's do it more often and um, crack some jokes. And we just. Raw material sharing doesn't matter, right? No editing. Yeah, well, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'd like to do that. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Cool, man. Yeah, all right. Have a good night. Have a, hey, all the best to you and your family, Thank man. Thank you very much. You too. All right. Good luck with your puppy. Okay. Thanks. Cheers.
that was very, very nice. Uh, thank you, Willows. Uh, Molly, Molly, done this test. Molly, there we go. Thank you, and listen back next time. I am my radio.